Hey, what's up? It's Frank here at the uh, Azure Data Fest in Philadelphia. Um, and look who I ran into. I ran into Karen Lopez, Hi. who, um, so you're Data Chick, data, data Chick on Twitter? Data Chick, yeah. Okay, so C-H-I-C-K. That's right. Got it. So, um, so you 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 work on a lot of interesting things. You used to live in D.C. You probably yep. can't talk about what you did in D.C. <laughs> but I mean, you, you so so talk about data knots or okay. you know whatever. Because oh, I yeah. thought data knots is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think data knots. And I don't mean the kids' TV show yeah. with the with the little underwater <laughs> thing. My my yeah. kids love that. Yeah. So I'm a mentor in the NASA Data Knots program, and the NASA Data Knots program has an open intake of people who want to learn how to work with tools and NASA open data. So we work with things like um, analyzing exoplanets, doing sonification of data, doing uh, metadata analysis. I can't think of all the fun projects. Sometimes well, it's even art. How about the sonification of data? Because yeah. that's pretty interesting. I know you explained it to me. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. yeah well, I'm still really cool. trying to learn. So the sonification of data is, if you've heard about data visualization, this is data with sound, so turning data into sounds to see how people can analyze it instead of looking at it visually, but by hearing it and hearing anomalies or getting alerts, and what's the best way to present data as a sound so that people can use another sense to interpret and react to that data. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. your talk was on the, uh, on the data catalog. Yeah, the Azure Data Catalog, which is a fairly new service that allows you to point an Azure service at data sources that are SQL Server, DB2, Oracle, Hive, Hadoop, Teradata, Salesforce, and it sort of reverse engineers the items in those uh, data sources and allows you to see the metadata, write definitions, add tags, um, basically crowdsource, instead of relying on a team of data architects, crowdsource the uh, annotation and the enrichment of metadata around your data sources so you can solve the problem that, say, data scientists have where 80% of their time, four days a week, is spent sourcing data, prepping data, and cleaning data. And they only get to do the fun stuff on Fridays, which is somehow <laughs> fitting. No, they have to do their work on Fridays. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the fun stuff from the oh, work, not the, like the cleaning of the, the data. Science the science-y data Yeah, the, stuff. the 20% that's not the 80% of yeah. garbage collection. Yeah, exactly. So, so you said something hilarious in your talk. Oh, did I? At least from a developer's point of view. So yeah. my background is, as you people who know who watch the show listen mm -hmm. they know I'm a software engineer right mm -hmm. so I always thought of the, you know those data people <laughs> and he says something very funny uh, that the developers put used uh, uh, address line four yes as a field for rather I wouldn't say sensitive but embarrassing data yeah for the company um, because they they were afraid to talk to the database yeah. administrator to add a field. Mm -hmm. So they felt that data architects and data modelers and database administrators were too slow in reacting and they had some data, let's say that wasn't in the best interest of their partner relationships that they wanted to store in the database. So they went and found address line four as a, a column in the database that didn't have a lot of use and it, it was very wide field, I call these temptation buckets where if you make your <laughs> columns too wide people are tempted it's like an attractive nuisance swimming pools are in right. legal terms they started putting this data in there because address line four wasn't really used and they could hide the data in there and access it well what happened is they got a new accounts payable system that then printed address line four on the checks and therefore on the envelopes that they were using to send checks 
and that disclosed the sensitive data to the vendors who they had denied that data existed. Right, and it was basically about, well, it was yeah. funny. It was very funny. And, but I think it speaks to is that historically developers and database people have not gotten along. Yeah. Well, we're compensated differently. We are compensated. Uh, developers are, tend to be measured, compensated, rewarded, and punished based on how fast they can get a solution, time to market. That's true. And that's a big pressure for businesses. Whereas data folks, we're usually measured, compensated, rewarded, and punished based on data quality and good data practices since data lasts longer than code. And those two ways that the business manages us are in direct conflict with each other. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that because that, that kind of the system is gamed to create that. Yeah. Um, that that antagonistic relationship. It's a conflict. Like I get along with my devs, right. but we are literally being paid to do opposite things. Interesting. Well, no, I, I've worked with DBAs that yeah. in the past. That anytime you ask them a question, was no. So yeah. you never ask them because that's it was what a DBA no. stands for. Don't bother asking. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Now, some of my good friends are DBAs. Yeah, and, You know, they're 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 nice people, but yeah. like you know, I, I I I you know, and and sometimes that, that saying no is warranted because I had. Yeah. Uh, it was a consulting gig a while back, and I had a pointy-haired boss in the corner that was basically mm -hmm. demanding we do some quick hack. DBA is like, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 That's no, right. no. I was, I was yeah, off at the time, yeah, yeah. but you know, like a day later, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That was the right thing because by the time that that problem would have surfaced, the pointy-haired boss would have moved on, probably yep. been promoted because he yep. was super smooth, mm -hmm. uh, and then there would have been a huge mess, and mm -hmm. they would have figured out, you know. Yep. Who, who, who said yes to that request, and then who made the request? Not the guy who had a, you know, was yep. driving the whip and saying, That's you right. have to make that change. Yeah, yeah, so I call that um, designing in technical debt, yeah. um, and those are the words I use as a data person trying to convince people not to take a course of action, is why are we designing in technical debt? And with data, sometimes that technical debt can never be undone. So like a typical technical right. debt, some people believe that having fewer columns makes uh, a database perform faster. It doesn't. If you're putting the same data in the same amount of columns, it'll actually make it slower because you have to keep trying to split out data. And in one example, I had a team put all the person's names together in one column. Oh. So given name and middle names and family and that's names. that's a pain to take apart. You can't. You literally yeah. cannot do it with any level of confidence. Like you think you can. And you can't. So well, you could do it. It'll just be filled with errors. Yeah. Like like my well, that, name, La Vinya. I, yeah. I can't tell you many things that they call me La or just Vinya. Yeah, like but what if you your know. name's Mary Ann, and then another person's name is Mary, and a middle name is Ann? You'll right. never be able to split that off accurately. That's true. So, That's true. And then we're also very used to, a lot of us are used to very North Americanized names. Right. And we don't realize all the sort of weird to us things that happen in other names and vice versa. So right. once you combine names, you literally, it's just never, it's never worth that price. No, that's true, that's true. As a persistence thing, as a report thing, do it. Because right, we right, never right. need to sort it out. You might not be able to sort things you want to, but we still have the regular data that we could bring in again. That's true, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, are the same people that said that the less columns in a, t in a table makes it go faster, are they the same people that would say if you saved your Word files in, in a really small font, it would take up less space on disk? Yes, exact same people. In <laughs> fact, I worked with a senior architect who actually made me do that to try to make documents smaller. No. Smaller font, smaller diagrams. That's like a Dilbert joke. Yeah. But it's real. Oh it's my. real world. 
That's what that's what's the, the thing with Dilbert, right? It it, it it gets so real at times. It's actually yeah ceases. It's funny because it's true, but then it ceases to become funny and become more scary because yeah. oh my god, that has actually happened. Yeah. The other thing that makes data uh, databases go faster is there's a secret flag that you can set that no one will tell you. <laughs> I like that. So um, it's secret. So you, it's like. You know, can't if tell I you. Tell you, I'd have to kill you. Yeah, there you go. Which, um, so you you cover a lot of stuff for NASA. I do. So is rocket science like data science, or is data <laughs> science like rocket science? Yes. <laughs> cool. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, there you go. Where can people find out more about what you're up to and uh, your blog and your okay. uh, Twitter handle? So on Twitter, I'm Data Chick, and I blog at datamodel.com. Mm -hmm. All is one word. I also blog at some other places, but mostly I'm on social media and Twitter. That's my thing. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming by, and you have a good day.